three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Hey, CJ, you funny, man. You're a funny guy. <laughs> Good morning. Good people, welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still Joining me today, Okoye Media will be coming through later on. About 10 minutes, we'll talk Cowboys, Broncos, first look. Y'all know how we do. Last week was a hit, so it was only right I brought my boy back, man. Only right. But before we do all that, we'll get into the morning roundup. Some injury news. Uh, somebody won't be playing, but that means there'll be some line shifting going on. We'll have to figure that thing out. Maybe we'll talk more in depth tomorrow. Or I'll talk about it with Akoya. We'll see. And uh, after that, we'll jump into the preview, man. We'll jump into the preview. What's going on, though, Cowboys Nation? Listen, the reason why I came on here laughing, because CJ Richards, my guy over on Facebook, he's a funny man. He says, <laughs> if you're five minutes early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're 15 minutes late, you're Skywalker still. <laughs> That's why I tell y'all, 8 a.m.-ish, my guy CJ, man. Appreciate everybody jumping in here. Oscar, Lenny, Toot, Derek Smalls, Joshua, Professor O, Raymond, Will, Frankie Franchise, Harry, Fresh, my guy, Fresh Fade, Dylan, Stevie Mac, The My God, Keith M., Joshua, Jerry, Manny and Dawn Ramirez, Alpha Mason, Chase Washington, Nick, Lenny, Adam. Man, y'all in here. C, James. Y'all saw Koye's name. Y'all want to get in here early. Ain't that what it was? That's pretty much what it was. Y'all don't give a damn about no sky. Uh, KD, <laughs> Rico, Dallas Cowboys, Ty Hart. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? How y'all doing this morning? I'm doing very, very good. Ready to get this uh, Cowboys-Broncos preview going. It's it's not going to be probably as exciting as the, the – uh, Vikings game when we broke them down because the Vikings had a, a really damn good defense and well going into the game they did and they played decent against a backup quarterback but this is going to be a tricky one here me and Nicole were talking before the show it, it's a tricky defense because the numbers look amazing when you really really break it down there are some cracks in that armor that we'll talk about so make sure y'all stay tuned for that and uh, we'll, we'll break it all down but before we do all that y'all know what time it is let's get into some of this roundup it is time for it's time for the morning roundup round them up boys yes indeed the morning roundup presented by texas family fitness a solution for your fitness goals whether it be for weight loss strength Toning up sports or stress relief, our friends over at TFF have everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, experienced professional certified trainers, and much, much more. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, do me a favor and head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. All right, let's get into it, man. Yesterday, Mike McCarthy had his press conference. I like Mike McCarthy's press conferences, y'all. I'm just going to keep it real. I do. He he kind of tells you something, but at the same time, he don't tell you nothing at all. 
Uh, Tyron Smith, he said he doesn't expect him to play. So immediately the follow-up question is, well, who's going to play left tackle? Kind of slipped up a little bit. They asked him about uh, Lyle Collins getting some snaps over there. And he said, yeah, yeah, he'll get some snaps, but we're not we're not going to divulge who's going to play. We'll let the Denver Broncos figure that out on Sunday. And I love that, man. I do. Even though I cover the team and I want to know everything, the fact that they don't tell you everything, to me, I, I kind of like it. It's a, it's a competitive advantage. But uh, this is exactly what he said. He said uh, he declined to disclose who will practice most this week at left tackle between Titan Seki, Terrence Steele, Lyle Collins, and, quote, we'd rather Denver find out when they find out. Those were his words. Uh, you guys can put in a chat who you and who do you want to see at left tackle. I'm struggling with this. Immediately, I had thought, well, let's swing Terrence Steele over there because he's the swing tackle, right? And put Lyle back at right tackle. But one of our fans made a very interesting uh, observation. Or not observation, but take. They said, well, I'd rather have Terrence Steele next to Zach Martin than Connor Williams. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I think I might I might be okay with that. Lyle's a natural left-hand guy, so so putting him over at left tackle shouldn't be extreme because it's tackle. You know what I mean? It, it, I know it's different in, in regards to dominant hands or whatnot, but he did play it for multiple years. was an All-American at LSU, so I think I'd be cool with Lyle at left tackle. I think I would. Blake Jarwin has a hip issue. My guy, Blake, man. Looks like Blake is going to be on his way out after the year. I'm keeping it big. <laughs> Blake Jarwin got a hip issue. He didn't practice yesterday. I doubt that. if hip, Hips are real, so I doubt that he plays at all this week. We'll see today. Um, but Sean McKeon was activated. So a roster spot is – well, not a roster spot. A roster spot will have to be freed up, I think, for Sean McKeon. And I do think he will be playing. I think he'll play – this week, if Blake Jarwin's out, and you might see him in those two tight end sets. I know that, uh, what's the other cat's name that I'm missing here? Uh, our, our, our third tight end. Having a brain fart here. Get his name. Yeah, what's his name, Koye? I do. and, I, and I, no, Not not my kid, Sprinkle. I, I was about to say it was some damn candy or something like that. Sprinkle. <laughs> but Jeremy Sprinkle. Um, yeah, he's been playing the most, but let's remember McKeon's been getting practice for the last like two or three weeks. So, and I, and listen, he's becoming a pet cat of mine. I kind of want to see McKeon in these two tight end sets to see what he got, man. I think he could block and he showed some receiving threats, um, in the preseason and receiving progression. I should say so. I want to see him. Yeah. Sprint now sprinkle. We know is the blocking tight end. I want to see McKeon, I want to see McKeon cause I think he's the future at least as a tight end two on this team. And then Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup from Mike McCarthy's mouth is hopeful to play versus the Denver Broncos. Huh. I'm, I'm going to say this right. We don't need to rush you back, bro. We don't, we don't need to rush you back. If, if you're still lingering or if you ain't quite ready yet, just not quite right, it's cool. Because that man, Cedric Wilson, has been balling. Um, and if if Michael Gallup does come back, this might be a little bit of a hot take, man. But I don't think I want said to just automatically go to the bench. I just think he does a lot for you. He can do a multitude of things. Uh, not even just the trick play stuff, man. He, he's just really reliable. Finds the, the zones, finds the holes. 
really good with Yak. Um, I think I find a way to keep him involved. Now, when you get down to the red zone, I kind of might. You know, Ace said, have a seat, bro. <laughs> we got 13 back. Got 13 back. TJ says, do you sit Cooper? Uh, no, I wouldn't sit Cooper unless he hurt. If he really hurt, maybe. But I, that is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. And uh, if you guys have anything on that, Gallup says he's huge. Or Stephen White says Gallup is huge in regards to the red zone. Uh, then it says, no way Kellen will keep him involved. Oh, no way, period. Kellen will keep him involved. Yeah. I, I hope they do keep him involved because he deserves to be kept involved. He's been balling. With that said, guys, let's welcome in our guy, Okoye Media, ladies and gentlemen. Clap it up. This time, I can hear you and they can hear you. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Appreciate that, too, man. Great roundup, man. Great roundup. Yeah, I like to bring it in with some energy and yes, uh, with the latest and greatest, you know, news or whatnot, man. Your, your thoughts on some of those things that, that happened during the roundup? Tyron Smith, um, you know, all that stuff. Tyron Smith, um, I, I agree with the take on not wanting um, Terrence still next to um, Connor Williams, to be honest with you. I like the experience of Collins. And um, I, I said this, I think if you give Collins reps, which I think they will, it's, not, it's obvious that they want Inseki down and Collins up. Um, so if you give Collins reps at left tackle for the week and he's able to like adjust that kick step to the left versus the right, I think Collins experience will bode well for us out there. I, I wouldn't want to see uh still move right now. Still is on a, he if you're going to keep him in the game, let him, let him stay where he's comfortable. Collins, because he hasn't been playing anyway, there was going to be a transition for him getting back up to, uh, you know, game plan strength and reps anyway, let him do that at left, left tackle for right now. And help us out there. I think that would be a better idea. And then you know y'all can figure it out when Tyrant come back. They can fight for it. But um, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And um, uh, you take about said when you were talking about him not seeing the, but I think he'll play probably as much as he always has, like spot work here and there. But um, he's not an ex. We don't have a real ex guy. Like Cooper's not an ex. He's a he's a true Z. Like he needs that space to because his his game is like the release, getting off the yeah. the line of scrimmage and kind of killing you. And, and CD Lamb was similar to that. Uh, but Gallup is a true X receiver, man. Like he on his foot on the line, he ready to whoop ass on the line, man. So um, I can't wait Good to get point. him back. I, I, I like I like how Gallup uh, plays uh, because of the way he he brings physicality to the wide receiver position. Say. And we don't really have a physical guy out there. Those guys are all just as good as far as, you know, route running or maybe even better route running, you know, than he is. But he's our physical component other than maybe Noah Brown. He's a, he's a perfect complement to this this receiving group, man. It's, this might be one of the most complete receiving groups that the Cowboys have had over the years, man. When you think about, you know, explosiveness out of – I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, uh, Seth Wilson is explosive. He is. He can yeah. get a ton of yak. Yeah. You got – ridiculous route runner and coop you got a playmaker and lamb and you got a beast in regards to physicality and and uh and go up and get the rock and, and deep threat believe it or not he might not yeah, get a lot of separation yeah. but michael gallup a oh, guy yeah. who can go deep and, and, he'll get, and go a, get, he'll get after it yeah he'll beat you up on the line and then you got noah brown who can block and is a possession guy you know so we we got some receivers out it's, there, man. it's that's, beautiful that's for sure i retweeted something yesterday from our um, our guy john oni who kind of gave a shout out to noah brown's route against the Vikings, I said one of the most underrated development projects in the Cowboys is Noah Brown. You know, yeah. he came in as a blocking guy, a raw dude who had a lot to work on, and well, four yeah. or five years later, I think if he needed to step in 
and oh, get yeah. more reps. He wouldn't be mad he was there. Yeah. Not at all. He'd produce. He's another ex guy. He's another ex guy. Yeah. You can move him around, but he's an ex guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, man, for those, because I kind of just brought you in here kind of hot. Some people probably like, who the hell is Koye, man? Yeah. <laughs> Some people might not know. And if you don't know, you need to know. So let them know who you is, Koye. Uh, definitely. Um, thanks for that, man. Um, Koye Media, you guys can follow me on YouTube. That's A K O Y E Media. Um, what I specialize in is is just as I still said, man, I break things down, anything. I break everything down. I mean, I break the Bible down, doesn't matter. But <laughs> when, it come, when it come to football, uh, I like to analyze defense primarily. Um, I used to play defense, so I just, I don't know, I had a knack for it. So, uh, yeah, that's what I do. But if you guys want to follow me, follow me at Okoye Media on YouTube, or you can follow Okoye Clips on IG. I'm, I'm getting a um, virtual assistant there, so... If you see that I haven't updated in about a week, it's because I'm I'm waiting for her to get, you know, acclimated. But uh yeah, uh you can follow me there. Same name on Twitter too. But I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, you already know, man. Uh this is one of our brethren from the round table too, if y'all don't know. I keep on yes, I said something to Vach the other day, but we really do gotta get this round table popping, man. Maybe yeah, we need another one, man. It's time. Maybe right before the Patty Mahomes. I was trying to think where's a good spot to do it. I mean, the next couple games is, you know, we're Man. not really up against it. But it don't matter. Yeah, right. That's why I'm like, <laughs> I know we look, look how we sound. I know. We so damn. We, we arrogant as hell right now. The Cowboys 6 and 1. We talk about. Hey, I, I, I ain't mad at it. I'm with you so many years of trauma. I'm, I'm going basking this with right it, now, man. I'm with it. But hey, it's it's one week at a time. Like Micah says, 1 and 0, 1 and 0. Curse says, 1 and 0, 1 and 0. And this week, to get to 1 and 0, they got to beat the Denver Broncos. And. Let's just jump right into it, Okoye. Let's talk about this Denver Broncos. And we're going to start with the offensive side of the ball, uh, Okoye. And we'll we'll go down the line with some of their stats. And and right now their offensive coordinator is Pat Shermer, who we should be familiar with. He was an offensive coordinator. I'm sorry, head coach for the Giants for a couple years. So we're, you know, that that scheme is not foreign, although this is an uncommon opponent. Um, With that said, though, Offensively, they they're they're just a very middling to bottom type of team statistically. Twenty third in point score, twenty seventh uh, in red zone scoring, twenty eighth in third down conversion. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's really not a productive offense. But from what I saw, Koye, and then I'll hand it off to you here in regards to schematically what they like to do. Seems to be a lot of pre snap eye candy stuff going on out of that shotgun, mm-hmm. uh, especially to try to get something going for their running backs, but. Kind of your thoughts overall on the offense, and we'll kind of go into detail after that. You know, it's it's. I said this uh, when we were backstage, but um, they remind me of us maybe two years ago, maybe three, where they're trying to get it together. They have talent on paper. You know, they, believe it or not, they're a dangerous offense because they have wide receivers. They have two good running backs. The, the kid, Javante Williams, is great. Uh, where they have a hang-up right now is – Bridgewater is a game manager. He's not yeah. the guy that's going to take the lid off. He's not very aggressive. He can make every throw. I've seen him make throws on the sidelines that were, like, difficult throws to make, uh, throw, run, throwing on a run, things like that. But he's not aggressive. He doesn't have a killer mentality. So um, he's kind of, like I said, he's a game manager. He'd much rather take the safe bet than, yep. you know, take the lid off. So with that said, there, he's kind of the handcuff that's, holding that offense back they could be far more dangerous because when you when you watch uh Javante Williams and Gordon on on film uh some of the runs they make are very impressive they both they're both dangerous with the ball in the hand so uh this will be a game where the guys who want to push uh LV off the the plank or keep him 
either or, you'll find out this game because neither one of these guys go down from arm tackles, man. You're not going to yeah. grab them. And, and Big they, bodies. You gotta, yeah, you got to put a body on them. So this will be a good game to see how well uh, we we really tackle because they're going to get opportunities because these guys don't go down. They're a lot like Zeke. Neither one of them go down, but Williams really reminds yeah, he's me of like, a young Zeke. Yeah, you can't take <laughs> him down. So people going to be able to hold him up and line him up. So the guys like Wilson, KZ, those guys that like to come in and bang Neil, those guys that come in there and knock your head off, you're going to see a lot of that this game. This will be If you like hits, this will be the game for it for sure. Yeah, in regards to Teddy, you know, you if you look at, again, Teddy's kind of a microcosm of this team. If you look at his numbers from a distance, you're like, oh, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions, 70% completion, you know, pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually go watch it, like, ah, it's, it's really kind of the same Teddy. Uh, yeah. Historically, as you talked about, he's a safe quarterback. He's yeah. been a little bit slightly more aggressive this year. Uh, if you go look at his depth of target, it's at a career-high nine yards. But I think that has a lot to do with, you know, the Noah Fants and, and the Jerry Judys and, and the – You read um, my mind, bro. You what's the cat's that? name? The other cat? Uh, uh, Sutton. Uh, right? Oh, and, and, and uh, Sutton? Tim Patrick, too. Yeah, Tim Patrick. Yeah. Cor- so, it's Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Patrick. So they, they got mm-hmm. weapons that, you know, you got to get they, them they, to they're, rock. Their offense is dangerous. If, you, if they had a quarterback – that could like plug and go, they can light you up, but he's just not that guy. To he's do it. not, and it's because I personally still think the game just still feels mentally too big for Teddy. Um, I feel like if it's if he doesn't, he's not a go to the line of scrimmage and see it and change everything up and, and beat your guy. He's more he's a, to me, he's a bootleg guy. Yeah, well, play action, absolutely. Yeah. He's yeah. more to me though. This is the play. I got to figure out how to make this play work. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and if it's not there, Teddy holds the ball, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He holds Very the ball. Judicious. Yeah, and, and that's why he, he puts his tackles in terrible situations because you can't possibly block for for seven seconds, right? Five seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And both of those tackles are, eh, they get, they've given up 10 sacks uh, combined and they won't be with their starting right ta- or starting left tackle, uh, Koye. So that is something that, you know, we got to watch moving forward. And, and I think it, Randy Gregory. won't be with Noah like, Fant either. I think he's oh, out. Oh, is Fant out too? Fant's out for COVID, yeah. He's out. Wow. That's yeah, major because that's 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 his security blanket yes, right there. Yes, yes. Uh, but I didn't think he was gonna be. He was gonna be out anyway because he was gonna. He was gonna. We're gonna draw that double safety look. I know we're not talking about our defense yet, but yeah, we'll get we're gonna there. draw. We we would have, they would have drawn that. Um, when they come out in twelve personnel, I watched it in the Vikings game. We we came out with uh, Curse and Wilson on opposite sides, um, and I think we were gonna do that anyway. So we're, they they were gonna draw Curse as a. Uh, a cover guy to race fan anyway. So I think that would have been a matchup where he probably got maybe two or three receptions out of that situation. And I got- don't trust Teddy to get it to him in tight spots anyway. Mm-mm. I mean, nah. I, I, I watched the Washington game, the, uh, the Raiders and Baltimore game. I want to see Baltimore because believe it or not, there's some similarities this year with us in Baltimore. I thought I'd never say that. But Baltimore mm-hmm. has a, they do a lot of standing up, a lot of uh, blitzing and different things. Man, mm-hmm. Cowboys do a lot of that with Dan Quinn. Dan yeah, physical, too. physical Very defense, physical. right? Both physical, yeah. And they, them boys, them boys got at Teddy. Now they Teddy did score a touchdown, I think, in that Baltimore game, but he got knocked out. And uh, yeah. the backup Drew Lock came in and he got knocked around too. Um, yep. But but yeah, I, I think that it's going to come down to can Teddy play out of his element? Can, can he not be nope. Teddy Bridgewater all of a sudden? <laughs> You're going to need nope. him at that. Not what I know of Fanny. Not, I can guarantee you that. Let me ask you don't like you to throw to the outsides that often without it being like clear and concise. So they usually go throw to the outside on bootlegs or uh-huh. play actions, like you said. Uh, but if he's just lining up and throwing it, it's probably going to, to his tight ends. That's the way he, 
And we we talked about that bootleg last week with um with uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and boy that's what he reminds me of like a, well. a, a, a poor man's Kirk Cousins that's how that's very, how Teddy is yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I know I'm coming I nice. cover that Teddy like that I know it's just that nice. I, I feel like Kirk can can rip it right I, I don't yeah trust, that's what I mean like I don't uh, they trust both Teddy to rip have it have similar athleticism and, and they're, they're both pretty like chill guys when it comes to their aggression. But Kurt will take the top off you, right? Yeah, Teddy won't. Nah, but well, here's here's the thing though. If we're talking about weapons, um, they are getting back. Well, they they got back uh, Jerry Judy, their top yeah. fifteen pick from last year, speedster guy. Uh, he first game back last week since week one. So yeah. and he and he was he inserted himself. He had four receptions in that game. Mm-hmm. How would you play Jerry Judy this week? And on the other side, you got Sutton. I think I have an idea, but how would you handle it with A. B. and Diggs? Uh, I know Sutton's a bigger guy who they like to target. And uh, Sutton's on pace for another 1,000-yard season this season. So with that said, him and Tim Tim Patrick are pretty big guys. Um, I think you'll see Diggs on the longer yeah, Sutton feel. or Patrick, depending. But it'll probably most likely be following Sutton all over the place. And uh, Judy, because he's that speedster, if you look at our trends, we've been putting A.B. on the, the shiftier guy unless he's lined up in the slot, in which case they draw uh, Jordan Lewis. So uh, if Tim Patrick's on the outside, it'll be A.B. A, a, on Patrick and um, Lewis on um, Judy in the slot. That's what I think we'll do. But all day it'll be Sutton and, um, Diggs. and Diggs. I think that's yep. what I would do. I'll just travel him. You, you know, we briefly talked about it yesterday, or last week with A.B., man. I think that game gave me the most confidence with A.B. moving forward than maybe any game of his career, seriously. That was his best game. Yeah. I said that. Yeah, it was his best game because I, I I think he played better. He had better stats in games this season, obviously. Yeah, but coverage-wise. He, he didn't play better opposite. Like He, he had a better coverage stats in uh, Carolina, believe it or not. He had 13 targets, and they targeted him 13 times. Talking a ton of time. But, but what I mean he, is he wasn't dealing with that level of receiver. Here we go. There so we to go. do it against Jefferson and Thielen is a totally different ball game. And yeah. uh, so you're right. And then to hold them to only 162 yards in the air. Uh, and both of those guys a, had under 100 combined. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's I don't I don't know what the national media is saying right, right now because I don't really pay attention to when it's like I watch them talk about everybody else. But as soon as the Cowboys come on, I turn it off. Because right. I know they're really not going to talk about anything but the low hanging fruit, and and it's right, not real right. stuff. That's everybody talking about fluff yeah. and icing. It's it's not the substance. Um, so I, I don't know if if they really understand that that game, to me, could could be a turning point in this defense from being what we all wanted a middle of the pack D. That's really what we all wanted yeah. to being a top defense. Because they it, know they can. They, yeah. they know they can shut down elite pack. And, and again, I know Cousins is not. Mahomes, but that is an elite passing offense. We know that. Right. That's an elite right. uh, running back back there, and they shut both of those things down. Right. That is massive for your confidence moving forward as a fan and as a player, bro. And th- here's the thing, though. It's not just shutting it down because to shut down the run and then score a bunch of points, you know, that's that's like um, the Rams back in the day. When right. Greatest show on turf. They would get up on you. And they can't then- run. Yeah, you can't run because so it looks like they're stopping the run, but you're just not running against them. But they would be giving up passing yards. And at the end of the season, they're somewhere in the middle of the pack to shut down a team that is close all game means that they can run and pass the entire game. You don't know what they're doing on any given down. 
and they went one for 13 on third downs in that game. They had two fourth down, I think, uh, tries and conversions, I believe. But other than that, they were one for 13 that entire game. And barring that um, that look off touchdown to, uh, versus uh, Thielen and Diggs. The first possession. Yeah, and, and one uh, bootleg to Thielen that he kind of like skated away on. They pretty much didn't do anything at all, him or Jefferson. Even those pass interferences that they gave Diggs, I, I thought they were both ticky-tack. The yeah, they, one they was hand-fighting. Yeah, they tripped over each other on the one and the other one. He was, you know, they both were fighting for the ball. But the the way he played the ball, either way, he still made sure that you know it wasn't no reception. So I, I love I love his coverage, man. The way yeah. we're playing on defense all together, they're complementing each other. Um, you know, the front four is getting home, and it's 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 fun to watch. Fun. I love defense, so it's it's fun to watch this film. Like I've been loving it this season. Right, it, it's so different than last year where when you cover the team, explain why we got. <laughs> Go cornhole, on. like what happened to us? <laughs> you gotta um, go and you gotta go. <laughs> then you gotta answer those questions, like is it Jalen or is it LVE? You're like, well, you know, it's a lot of friendly fire when people mad at Diggs the first eight games of the year. You, you, you know, you got to talk. You got to study Dalton and Danucci. It was rough watching yeah, the tape for last sure, year. Man. It's exciting yeah. this year. And, and real quick, because I know. Just bear with us, y'all. We're kind of going back and forth from the Vikings in the game and the Broncos game. I promise you, it all ties in. Uh, oh, for but, sure. But but so just stick with us. But I got to talk to my man Koye about uh, Micah, his game last week or two couple nights ago. I thought was his best game as a professional, and it, it showed just how versatile he is. And you might say, well, he didn't play on the line as much. That's not what I mean. I mean, mm-hmm. we've saw Micah he got some, dominate. He got some good snaps out there, though. Go ahead, especially at the end of the game. Um, mm-hmm. But he, we saw Micah dominate this year as an edge guy, like we saw it against backups. But nonetheless, he did dominate. We were waiting for that dominant performance right at linebacker linebacker because a lot of people had these questions i personally didn't but i understood like well we didn't see a dominant performance yet we saw one on sunday okoye your thoughts on michael man um young guys i I said this i said this earlier not like taking credit for because i really honestly would have took him as an edge rusher either way if you wanted to do that because of how dominant he was in that chargers game i said man you can leave him out there if you want um the thing that I think a lot of people were waiting for, like you said, was was for him to become a little bit more uh, cerebral and less reactive yeah. in the middle uh, because he was getting tricked out there. But that, that I think, was solved due to the fact that they didn't give him the green dot this week. Uh-huh. They gave it to Curse. And I said that Curse would be pivotal in the game, but I thought it would be stopping those cutbacks. But he never had a chance to because the front four was just doing the job, right? Yep. But um, where it was pivotal, where he was very pivotal, was getting everybody lined up. And if you pay attention, um, the two games where we held teams to low scores, other than this one anyway, which was the Chargers game and I think the Panthers game was our two best oh. defensive performances other than that, right? Well, Panthers uh, scored late, but but that was kind yeah, of garbage. Yeah, but those two games, he also wasn't the green dot because he was outside most of the time and Jalen was in the middle, but Jalen was hampering you versus the run when someone tried to run. I think with Curse calling the plays – uh, and allowing Parsons to just do what he does. Like, hey, man, just, just do your job. Whatever it is, read, react, and do it. It lets Parsons play a lot faster than he ever could in the middle. And that's not to take anything away from his accountability, though, because I think he was very accountable for the things he needed to work on, yep. too. So he's been doing a lot more film work yes. as well. So that's not taking away from his aptitude there. It's just simplifying the game for a kid that needs reps in multiple situations, and he's getting them now. So – 
I think the sky's the limit for him now. And honestly, him him moving outside early and showing that he can dominate there just makes him a better overall player because you don't really need to teach him much when it comes to coming forward, blitzing or shedding blocks. He does that in his sleep. You just needed to teach him when to do it and when not to and you know what to do in certain situations he seemed to pick that up real well I, I he was even he was making plays for other guys like he made two tackles behind the line of scrimmage that weren't his plays at all to make because he's so instinctual his instincts at some point i think it's too early to say this but at some point i think we'll start talking about him in the light of sean lee in regards to instincts uh, right now, we can't say it because we're we're, we're so enamored with no, the athleticism. Sean Lee wasn't this good as a rookie, so well, you well, can what say I mean, that. Here's now. what I mean, though, Koye. I think <laughs> yeah. the reason why we're not really putting him in that that IQ part of his career yet is because we're so enamored with the athletic ability to get oh, there. Yeah, true, right? Like his athlete, we're like John oh, Lee was all mine. It was yeah, all mine. Where yeah. where Micah seen it seems to be all physicality, but no. Right. Go listen to his interview after the game. I wish I would have queued it up for you, Koye. Uh, he talked about how I what I did on the football field is what I practice all week, you know. Mm-hmm. And Coach Quinn was saying, you know, I come he comes in before I'm here, you know, and he's putting yeah. in this extra work and right. and he's doing the things that he's doing. He did on Sunday. He did at practice. I know that sounds like oh well, no, no, seriously, he is shooting the gaps early, purposefully. He's seeing the play happen with with Cooks. He knows they're going to try to screen right, and he hits mm-hmm. it and goes and. That, that is, was Mills' play on that one too when he hit uh Ham. And it was he one hit where, Ham in the backfield on, on one of those uh another one was one was LV's play. LV. Exactly. That, that's you so you saw it. Yeah, he ran right past both. <laughs> I was like, hey man, you it's, can't even make a play with he did one with uh with with uh Wilson too. Wilson was running out to the uh flats and then you see him dart down there and make a tackle. So it's like impressive. He's like a bullet. He's a bullet right now, and he already was unblockable. So a lot of teams got hell to pay. And it never was aptitude when it came to coverage. It was mm-hmm. just his attitude, the way he was reading and King was all run first. And now he seems to have that balance. He looks so he, comfortable dropping back on Sunday yeah. Boye, against a team oh. that, that throws the screens, against a team that can throw the ball. That's impressive. Wait till you see the film, man. This dude was in the slot. He was covering receivers out the slot. He could like, do no it. joke. You just wasn't, he didn't get targeted on those plays. So you didn't notice that he, him, LVE did it too, to, to his credit. LV was carrying uh, receivers up the field in that game so he they were big parts of why Kirk Cousins couldn't take advantage of the, uh, of us because those were Mitch matches that he was looking for and he was forced to hold the ball because of those situations let's give some credit to, to Quinn as well Dan Quinn oh, I mean yeah. he he's just in a zone and I'm getting to the point now where there's a lot of people who try to discredit Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator in Seattle for those two years that they went to the Super Bowl and won one um, because you know the team he had but you're seeing right now that Dan Quinn is establishing establishing himself as one of the best defensive coordinators in this game. And what I right. mean by that is not head coach that calls the plays or head coach that delegates. No, no. That's a different defensive job. coordinator. Right. Exactly. This is, this is now three years as a defensive coordinator that the two years they were historic over there in Seattle and in Dallas. I ain't saying it's historic, but I mean, boy, if you give him a couple years with this this group, same, bro. Just saying. No, 100. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Vach in the chats, too. I see Vach. Vach in the building. There. What's going yeah, on, big homie? Vach Lombardi over there. Hey. My young ball. Vach, yeah, told Vach, he grinding this week, man. Keep that grind up. Vach always A ton grinding, of content man. right now. He cooking wise. He, Good he cooking content. What'd he say? Why sizzling. Drop, drop, the, <laughs> drop the fish in the grease while it's hot or something like that. <laughs> something like that. One of them damn down south. <laughs> you know, we from, we from PA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
spot. Be like, he like he said, you got to drop the gumbo while the water is boiling. Yeah, you know, yeah, you something know. like that. You know, he, he like, man, the content is tighter than Nat's ass right now. So we got to right. go ahead and get <laughs> pause as as Koya was saying. <laughs> there you go. But hey, um, so so speaking of Michael Parsons, I, I saw that he was working with uh, Quinn and Randy Gregory in practice, mm-hmm. getting some pass rush stuff this week. With Boyles out, I think that's how you say his last name. I could be wrong. Y'all could let me know. But it's like Garrett Boyles, their starting left tackle, their young guy, supposed to be good. He's out, and Massey on the other side is not a good right tackle, in my opinion. Nope. Um, do, do you do you say, hey, this week we're going to put Micah down at edge and, and let him go get the cue? Or because you I, got I Gordon and those guys, you want him back at linebacker? Well, he's going to start the game at linebacker, but the fact that Denver's offense is anemic, um, even with, if Dak doesn't go again this week, if we get up on Denver and they have to drop back and pass uh, to catch up with us or to keep up with us, you'll see Michael Parsons on the outside primarily once that starts because what we were doing in the last game will be an indication of that. Like once right. we – when we were in obvious passing situations on third downs or whatever, they, they were moving uh, Parsons around uh, and he was always near the line of scrimmage and blitzing. So I think if you're going to have him doing it, and what you notice is he's using his legs more than his hands to beat guys. He's just running right past you or just Talking out about Micah? you. Yeah, so I think to give him some some more, um, queuing him up on pass rush moves is just natural to do because in, in this game in particular, if we go up, we're definitely going to pin his ears back and let him go. And I can't wait to see that because uh, we haven't got to really see him primarily uh Attack the quarterback since the Chargers. Game. Since the Chargers, uh, well, well, yeah. well, the Eagles, Eagles too. I, yeah, I think yeah. he was he was more so de Eagles. I'm I'm torn again. I'm torn on this one though. I don't know that, Corey. I think we want to do what we did last week. Start out that linebacker. Mm-hmm. If the Cowboys get up, it eliminates Gordon go. and, and Williams because cut him loose. We kind of yeah can cut him loose. We kind of kind of yeah. glossed over a little bit. You you kind of gave them their props here, but Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Um, are are two guys that they feature equally. I mean, yeah. Melvin Gordon, 397 yards. Uh, Williams, 355 yards. One averages yep. 4.5 yards per carry. The other averages 4.6 yards per carry. Yep. They both get involved in the pass game. These dudes are interchangeable, yep. and, yeah. and, and they're loads. And sometimes Gordon finds that, that Pro Bowl Gordon out of nowhere, and he can get you a little bit. But what's the best way to take him out? Get up. You know, So yep. if, if they can get up on him, then they won't matter. Uh, but if it's a, a tightly contested game, I kind of want to see. Uh, First half, it'll be a, it'll be bring your hard hats, man. Second half, they're gonna cut Michael loose, man. I can see it. I can see. It. Yeah. Think about it. The last possession of the game because they couldn't let they couldn't cut Michael loose last week until mm-hmm. the last possession of the game, where it was mm-hmm. definitely you have to throw. And what happened? He, I swear to God, he got about three pressures. He won't be credited mm-hmm. for it. But he definitely yeah. got in that backfield about three or four times. The last play of the game where uh, Randy Gregory dives onto Kirk Cousins, uh, it was bad. First, it was up the up the A gap. It was Micah Parsons. Then Basham chased him out to the uh, the left or the right, depending on what size you're on, offensive right, defensive left. And then Gregory was coming over on the gang and um and tackled him at the end of that play. But yeah, you're right. On that last series, he lined up at Parsons was all D. over the place. That's what I like to see. Uh, because we don't even when he's at the line of scrimmage, what I saw when he was lined up outside this game, and I didn't see any other time when he lined up outside is you still didn't know what he was doing. Because like I said, when he was guarding in the slot, he was just stand up outside linebacker, sort of like TJ, but then just decided, you know, I guess was called that he was supposed to guard. Uh, play man against whoever was in the yeah. slot to kind of disguise things. So when he's standing up out there, 
now we're starting to do different things with them. So even early in the game, when we're focused on run in those packages where you see LV and Neil in the middle of the field and him standing up outside, he's still playing more like a Sam at that position than a outside um, defensive ends edge rusher. He's a Sam in that position. He can blitz like Anthony Barr in that from from there. Like a, but uh, isn't that an under? What they call four three under type yeah, of formation? Four, three, under, exactly. Yep. Yep. Or over either or. It depends on how far he is off the line. Yeah. But exactly. When he's in that position, you don't know what he's doing because he might be guarding the running back that spills over to the left or he might be coming. So you I like him there, too. So either way, you still might see him there. Maybe because we did that last week. Second series, you saw LVE come out there and him move to the outside. So you might see that again. From, from time to time, but I think primarily he'd be in the middle of the field. I think the play where Gregory got the sack, that, that Quinn might have played some games with the Vikings and, and uh, Kirk Cousins w- with a similar situation where uh, LVE, or not LVE, Michael was at the line of scrimmage and another linebacker, might have been Neil, and last minute as they, they dropped back, it looked like they were coming, and that threw Kirk Cousins off for a split second, and they allowed uh, Randy Gregory to get around the corner. So I guess these guys are just in a zone on the defensive side of the ball. And to be real with you, Koya, I, I don't really see how Denver kind of keeps up, you know, offensively. And it's not even because of what we can do to teams on our offense. I, I, I'm i confident now saying our defense is becoming a bit shut down. You know, they might get got, right, once or twice in the game. You know, it happened right. against the Patriots. Patriots only had really two good drives. That's it. The whole game. Right. The Vikings only really had – one good drive. I'm not giving them that bull crap at the end of the game with all those penalties. I'm not giving it to them. They had one good drive. So, sure, they, they can get you here and there. But for four quarters, I feel like the defense is really stingy. I can't believe I'm saying it, but they're a stingy defense. Can you hear that alarm? No. Okay, perfect then. My son's alarm is going off. I'm like, I'll, I'll tell him to turn it <laughs> off. If y'all can hear it. If you can't hear it, I'll chill. But go ahead. I'm good. listening to you. Oh, we yeah. good. But, yeah, man, I just think the defense is trending into that direction to, to not only being complimentary – but mm-hmm. they've proven against the Vikings that you can lean on them. Oh, that's one case. One case. That, that, that's one hundred percent. And the Vikings, although they're not a high flying defense, they definitely are. I mean, offense. They definitely are dangerous, you know. And they know how to methodically go, go up the field, just like you saw in that first drive. They came out and just went right up the field on us. So and scored. So yeah. with us able to to keep in that to stay in that game against a veteran quarterback and a seasoned offense, that was like the perfect game to do it against because if we'd have done that we'd have done that against Sam Darnold or we'd have done that yeah our our hurts it doesn't count you know it only counted because of who it was against and um are they the best offense in the NFC hell no No. but um they're definitely not in shambles they can beat anybody on any given Sunday the way they play so that's definitely um uh, impressive that they were able to do that and and I think in in its entirety um what Cooks had fifty yards on the ground, forty nine yards, something like that. He had right. two. Uh, he had two runs over ten yards. That was it. The rest yeah. of it, he was held under. I think under sixty yards total. And Kirk Cousins one sixty under like two hundred so, yards total. Yeah, Kirk Cousins uh, craziness. That's you know, that's so that, impressive. Yeah, this this that's just that's not common in no. the uh, current Cowboy era, no. regardless of wins. Even when we're winning, we don't we weren't doing I, that. I said this about Cooper Rush. I said, I, I'm glad that we got a chance to see this type of victory, including Cooper Rush, against this team. 
Because if it happened to be against Sam Darnold, if it happened to be against the Giants, against the Eagles, still have questions no one would care, right? Those are yeah. bad teams. The Vikings are not yeah. a bad team. They're a respectable team with a respectable coach. So this should give you confidence moving forward um, if, if something were to happen with one of the you know, right tackle, left tackle, whomever, they can get it done against a, a pretty decent squad. And, and not just us, because we needed it as fans, like you sure. said, but he needed it more so than anything because he knows now he can come in and play cold and come out there and do it. Uh, so he needed it because if it, you, you've done anything, just like when we do these shows, when you did your first one ever, you know, you need to know yeah. based off of the way you do it. Like, I know I can do this. You know what I mean? I mean, so they, it's the same thing. Like, you got to get that rep in to know you have it. And once you get it right and nail it, you know, everyone after that is downhill from there. You know just look I mean? at the so first half that. and the second half. It, it was it was night and day. I, I was ready to send Coop to the bench. I mean, he looked awful. And he looked yeah. awful. You know, yeah. I don't, you know, he was bad. He should have about two, three picks in the first half. Yeah. Um, and then the second half, I feel like he they said, Yo, you got this, let's go. And he slung that thing the to, second uh, half. They they came out crazy. I was like, Yeah, you're not coming out in big formations, no, no twelve personnel, none of that. And like they were cool. coming out spreading it out. Like they had five wise out there one time. I said, What are you doing? I was cursing the TV. I was like, What are you doing? I and cursed he, him out at the end on that five wise. Tearing it up. Even when we when he threw that fade route to uh to um Cooper, Cooper the end, yeah. I was screaming, run the ball. All right, now y'all got two timeouts, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. It was like no, 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 yes, yes, yes. Right. The there. second and three is where I was screaming. I looked right over to Jesse. I said, What the hell are we doing? Spreading it out with Ezekiel Elliott out there on second and three. What are we this same ain't Dak? Thing. We got a compromised offensive line. And I I'm like, I don't feel thing, good. Man. And what happened to Koye? They couldn't get the fake off. They couldn't get. Right. Uh, they were trying to. They were trying to hit that play they got against the Eagles with Dak Prescott to Dalton Schultz. Why they did it so tight? Anyway, they couldn't get it off. Rush had to try to make something happen. Connor Williams in a dogfight down there with Dalvin Tomlinson. You can't ask him to hold him for five seconds. Then he gets the hold. Terrence Steele was holding the other dude at the same yep. time. Flag yep. comes out. I'm yep. like, are you? Is this how we gonna lose? <laughs> and then Zeke came out and just Zeke came tore out, it over, raced it off. Yeah. Hey, the lunatic said, "I hear that alarm because this is some fire." I hear you, lunatic. <laughs> All right, man. Look, honestly, 100. this game here for me, the, the exciting part to watch for the Broncos was defense. Um, yeah. Oh well, there's a couple guys. Yeah, yeah. If, what if, what uh, I, Von was still there, it would be. It'd be a little bit more, sure. But yeah. but there's guy, and this could be a bias, man. You know, I'm a huge Justin Simmons fan. I want to die. I was going to say that he's one. That's the one guy that I that I would say yeah, yeah. is something to watch. But his stats too are even inflated. He got like two interceptions this year Not off three. of like hell marys though. No, two of them were. Oh, oh two hell of them. Were off, yeah. Yeah, 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 but he's I, man. Justin's just really good. I wanted to throw the bag at Justin Simmons. I ain't gonna oh yeah, him. Justin will be a guy that if if it wasn't for the way that. Casey came in and played I definitely would be like let's go out and get us a, a guy like him but I like what we got in Hooker and KZ as a result but Justin is the guy to watch if you if you want to watch something fun him and uh yeah number we'll, 30 straight ahead I think it's Kareem Jackson oh I think it's my Kareem Jackson the safety we'll, we'll get no, to no, we'll get Jackson to them individually we'll get we'll yeah, go yeah, down yeah. there I don't want to jump jump ahead I want to kind of talk Great. about uh Vic Fangio and the defensive scheme that he runs mm-hmm. Koye. It, it's a three four scheme but it's also something I think that we might have seen earlier in the year with Brandon Staley. Um, mm-hmm. Fangio was starting to get a little bit of a treat. Brandon mm-hmm. Staley had, he runs similar, very, very similar scheme. And mm-hmm. what that means is you're going to get a lot of that too high shell. We haven't seen it in a couple of weeks. 
because mm-hmm. the Vikings don't run that much and the Patriots run a lot of cover one man. But you're going mm-hmm. to see, at the least at the start, the two high shell, which means light boxes, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that the Cowboys can run against those light boxes. Um, right. And it also means you're going to see some some variations of heavy zone uh, going on, in my opinion, over there. But overall, your thoughts on their their defensive scheme that Vic Fangio runs? Um, from what I've been watching, right, they they like to play like a um, it's sort of like a um, Dick LeBeau zone blitzing scheme. Uh-huh. Like they 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 run a lot of zone, and I don't think it's because they like running zone. I think it's because they just don't have the guys right now to man up. Darby's banged up out there. Sertain is probably their only true man up corner. So they don't have a lot to work with right now when it comes to uh, their younger guys in the secondary. But um, I love their safeties. I like Kareem Jackson. He can he's he's a lot like an ex Woods guy who can, who played some corner, who can also play free safety pretty well. And then you got Simmons, like you said, we'll get to them individually. But that scheme is a zone blitzing scheme. So you don't know who's coming, mm. where they're coming from. They're three four zone blitzing attacking defense. But the the reason I like that. Is because when you're blitzing us, if you don't get home, we're gonna kill you. Yeah. Um, so I mean, car car killed them. David yeah, because it's feast of famine. Like if and if you can, if it's Dak out there this week and Dak see he gets a tell and he knows what's mm-hmm. coming, that's it's gonna be a very we gonna run it up if they do that. I promise you on that one. Yeah. Um, because you can already run it down their throats or find your windows if they sitting back in soft shells that you can find windows all day with these guys. They're just a good chase and tackle team that predicates its life's blood on getting home and getting at the quarterback with with now they got Waverly doing that not Von Miller but they try to get at the quarterback with the subterfuge they don't want to trick you and and blitz from odd places and they're a good blitzing team so it'll be a good test for our offensive line but I think if if Dak's out there Dak is very good in the pre-snap game right now uh and even better in post-snap in my opinion so uh, I think Dak will tear them up I really do we, we talked about this uh, behind the scenes. This this defense, if you look at the raw numbers, you might be like, man, this is extremely impressive. Oh, it's they're, fluff. They're, they're, they're that's second, fluff. They, they, they played the Jets, the Jaguars, Jaguars the, the Giants. Giants yeah. And, and, and then the Henny. Browns. Oh, not Henny. What's the cat's name over here in Washington? Uh, Henneke oh, yeah. or Heineken. 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 Yeah. You know, Heineken. One of them damn the Bears. Yeah, so they, they haven't played England. anybody at all defensively. Oh. So most of that is fluff. And they're middle of the pack versus the run, but that's only because they were up in those games Dude. heavily. Yeah. So nobody's running the ball. So they're really not good versus the run at all. No, we'll um, bring context. Let's bring context to it. We just talked yeah. about the teams that they played. They, they, if you look at the scoring defense, it says 17 points per game. Second in the league. Ah, Man, that's against Zach Wilson or whatever it is. Zach Wilson over there in New York Jets. That's against Daniel Jones and the Giants. That's against the Jaguars and the rookie quarterback and Taylor Heineke or whatever the beer guy's name is over there right. in Washington. So they ain't really played. It's like, hey, you, uh, beer guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, can, you play football? <laughs> XFL? Come on. It's like they, they Heineken uh, ambassadors yeah. playing quarterback. I, I, I bet you, was it Heineken? I bet you they probably looking at some type of oh, yeah. sponsorship. If he, if, he ever, if he ever win at all, he going to get a Heineken He got to win somewhere else, though, because Washington, yeah. ain't nobody dealing with Dan Snyder right yeah. now. Yeah, they, <laughs> they don't want to be part of it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's definitely fluff, fam. Their yeah. rush defense, when they've won up against respectable offenses, even last week against the, the, the Washington Washingtons. 
Uh, they mm-hmm. ran for over 112 yards against them. Three of the last four games, the Denver Broncos' rush defense has given up at least 112 yards. Uh, right. Dearness Johnson for the for the oh, for the Cleveland he dog Browns. walked them, yeah, walked them, and that's their third running back. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was with the backup quarterback. Okay, yeah, the, the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers ran for 147 yards against them. Um, when they matched up against them earlier in the year. And then the the Ravens. The Ravens scored 23 points. They didn't put up a ton of numbers. But all those games against respectable offenses, Pittsburgh, um, who else was it? They lost to the Ravens. And it was another team that they – oh, the, the Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. They all scored over 23, 23 or more points. So right. – and listen, Cowboys got a way These better offense. These ain't the highest exactly. <laughs> These ain't the high scoring. These ain't high scoring teams either. So Mm-mm. for them to be able to do that on a regular, it's it's crazy. We're a turnover or two away from blowing the lid off of those guys. And uh, third, it's going to come down to third down efficiency for our defense because if we can keep them from, that's why they don't get run on a lot either. They have a very slow, methodical offense, so they keep their defense off the, off the field, field, so you don't get opportunities against them. If we can keep them on those three and outs, if we can keep that three and out trend going like we did against the Vikings, we will kill these guys. Yeah, their 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 third down defense is not good. It's kind of putrid. They're twenty seventh in the NFL in third down defense conversions allowed. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, you look at some of their volume stat numbers and you might be impressed, but when you actually go dive deep in their team defense, it, it's really not this daunting defense. Right. With that said, Okoye, there's a couple players we, we want to talk about here and point out a, a, as we go through. And we talked about Justin Simmons right off the top of Kareem Jackson, man. Justin mm-hmm. Simmons, uh, so far, six pass breakups, 40 tackles, three interceptions. One of the best free safety guys, in my opinion, in the league. And mm-hmm. he's the reason why I think Fangio can have confidence on that back end because you trust Justin Simmons. Right. Um, your kind of overall thoughts on Justin and Kareem Jackson, if you want to get in there. I think they're both like they they basically it would be like playing KZ and um Hooker. They're two free safeties playing uh for the for the uh Broncos. Both of them are free safeties. Interchangeable really type of thing. Yeah, yeah, their style of play is very uh fluid. Uh they both cover pretty well in man. Uh Simmons just is a very instinctive man. He'll knock your head off. Uh I like watching him play. I really do. I like watching Justin Simmons when we were saying we were going to go get him. I would have been happy with that. You know, if we would have got him at that Hell time, yeah. but um He's, he's only one man, though, man. He can't right. man the defense himself. Uh, so what they do up front is all, is all you know, predicated to getting to the quarterback. They're not really a coverage team up front. Their front seven is not for coverage. It's for, you know, zone blitzing and zone schemes. So they rely on him a lot. Um, but he has his hands full this week, man. You're dealing with Amari Cooper, a healthy Gallup, like you said, Cedric Wilson. Uh, and C.D. Lamb. So pick your poison. Even if Justin Simmons is high flying and on fire and Sertain is on fire, we don't even have to look at those guys. He still can tear your ass up. So um, he got his hands full this week, man. And uh, they're banged up up front, too. So they might have him snooping closer to the line of scrimmage more often trying to help out in those run situations because both of their nose tackles are questionable. Um, I think – no Von Miller, linebackers. so that's that's a yeah, no Von Miller. <laughs> one of their linebackers is questionable as well, and then Darby is banged up too. So uh, you're not just playing a team that's oh, Darby that's, the uh, cornerback. Yeah, yeah, Darby oh, we, the corner. We have fun with him, so I hope he plays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he playing, but he banged up a little bit. So I don't think we'll have that much of a 
I mean, I don't want to keep downplaying these guys like they're not in the NFL. Anybody can bring them. No, that's why I want to bring up some of their 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 defensive players to kind of watch per se because mm-hmm. they have some talented players. The thing straight, is about the NFL man, is a guy to watch on the blitz. Like he's a great blitz number thirty. Uh, he's a great blitzer. He kept showing up. Well, I don't who, know if I'm saying his name right, but what is it? Uh, strain it. I mean, let me, uh, let me see. T R N A D. I think number thirty. Number thirty. I thought he was a safety, but slot, I think he probably might. their slot guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, he maybe. Well, Kyle, but, uh, okay, so Callahan is out their slot guy. That's right. They have a uh, Brian Callahan is their slot cornerback, but he won't be playing this this Sunday. So they got a lot of injuries. Yeah, you're right. Got you, got you. But yeah, they 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 blitz pretty well, man. But whoever number thirty is shows up on film all day. I've been watching because I've been breaking it down. But uh, he's been showing up on film. Um, ever well, since I've been uh, in, the, in the front seven, up. before we get to their actual young star, if you want to talk about their front seven, the two players to watch to me are Shelby Harris and Malik Reed. Um, Shelby Harris is that three tech veteran defensive tackle that I, I kind of low key wanted as well in free agency. Believe it or not, y'all, he actually was only the Cowboys years ago mm-hmm. in the practice squad. We let him go. Um, mm-hmm. but but he's playing well this year. Uh, four sacks, I believe he has already, no, two and a half sacks this year. Uh, what is it? Two and a half, three sacks, ten hurries, thirteen stops, five tackles for loss. So he's a he's an impact type of player. But their their line they they run a front that is kind of odd in regards to a three four. You don't normally see a light in the butt three four. You see usually bigger guys. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of light in the butt defense and deep tackles. And you even mm-hmm. said a couple of their guys won't even be possibly won't play this week. No, they they're probably playing. Oh, okay. I know uh, Jones and Purcell. Yeah, those are uh, little- Fighting the butt. Yeah, that's why they yeah, ran right. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they 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 banged up right now. So uh, I think we'll be running the ball right down their throat, man. I don't I don't really see a hmm. uh, a problem there, really, because they like I said, they they bring them all in order to stop the run. They blitz to stop the run, and they you know stop the run on their way to the quarterback. That's their philosophy. And now you know, no Von Miller. So so you're probably like, well, who steps up? And I think that guy is Malik Reed. Um, he is their outside linebacker. That was Oppo Von Miller at one point. Uh, eight sacks last year, four this year. So 12 sacks in the last you know year and a half. Uh, he, Waverly he, looked good too. Waverly, is he their, is he their, what, their third he, string? He, he, no, no. He, he came in to replace Von Miller. Like he's, he oh, okay. Last true, true, true. So yep, yep. They Oppo just Von and then, okay, back up. Yeah, but, yep. but Malik Reed, though, is, is a guy that, that is, you got to watch a little bit. Um, I, here, I have confidence, though. You know, even without, I know I said still when Hunter was a matchup I wanted to see if if he can deal with Hunter. I mean, no offense to Malik Reed, he's a different guy. He's he's a real small dude, two hundred thirty five pounds. He's a guy who's going to likely beat you with hustle and speed. Yeah, like um, a Hassan Riddick type guy. Exactly. He, he's not somebody mm-hmm. that's going to bully you. I don't think, but he, he hustles. He definitely he don't mm-hmm. give up on no dang on play. Um, right. But again, twelve sacks in the last year and a half. He, he's the only dude I'm really like. Hey, you know, there's your pass rush. I don't want to say you're not fearing any of these guys, but. Right. He's the pass rusher that now that Von right. Miller's not there. There you go. Um, Von Miller was undersized too. He's only two thirty. Yeah, but he one of those unicorns. Yeah, <laughs> he, he one of those. Uh, what's the cat from 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 uh, 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 the Vikings? Uh, Jonathan Randall. Probably yeah. was like two sixty. <laughs> yeah, John Randall went, unicorn too. Him and um, what was this dude? Um, we we had one. Um, Ratliff? What was it? Leroy Glover. Oh, Leroy Glover. Yeah, Leroy. God, he like a tank, man. 
He was, he was mean, so man. rocked up. He was a mean dude, though. Yeah. <laughs> he was a mean dude. Yeah. They, I call those dudes unicorns. It was like, you could just line them up, you know, 100 plays a game, and they fine with it. They cool. Just put some, uh, put some ice on it. They ready to go. One of the most underrated agent acquisitions in Cowboys history was Leroy Glover, man. Uh, but let's be real. The, the star, the rising star of the Broncos defense is a guy that Cowboys Nation should be familiar with in the, in the draft process. And that's young Patrick Sertain Jr. Um, mm-hmm. For all the old heads in here, and, and I don't really consider myself old head, but I remember Patrick Sertain uh, mm-hmm. when playing for the for the the Dolphins coming up as a youngin. He was that boy. He was yeah, that he was boy. Like, him and um, him and Sam, and Sam Madison. Madison over there, and, and it was another yeah. one I thought they had, but man, that was a that was a tough secondary. They had, they had Brock Marion. Brock Marion. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So he was a safety though. Yes. But yeah, he, but that, a lot like Justin Simmons, actually, and we're number 31, too. That group was was a fun group. Um, it was vicious. But his son now, which is crazy to think about, but his son is now a rookie and balling. Boy, yeah, balling. I broke him down, man. I broke. It. I only broke down two defensive players, period, in the draft, and that was Micah Parsons and Patrick Sertain because those were the two players I hey, would have wanted. That was my CB1. You know, I, a lot yeah. of people were like, are you crazy? J.C. Hoyer, right, okay, J.C., good, too. I'd have been cool. Oh, you're crazy. The cat from Virginia Tech. I'm like, Pat, but Pat is the most ready, I thought. I just thought he mm-hmm. was the whole ceiling floor thing. Mm-hmm. I know some people don't like that, right? Ceiling floor, yada, yada. I just truly do believe that Pat was ready to step in and be productive. Now, did I see this? I don't know. <laughs> you know right now, 26 tackles, uh, an interception, seven pass breakups, 49% completion when you throw his way and a quarterback rating of uh, 68. And ever mm-hmm. since he took over for um, who's the cat? Fuller, Kyle Fuller, mm-hmm. when they throw to that oh, side, nice. the numbers are, are they're, they're up in regards to positive. The numbers are better mm-hmm. than they were before Pat took over for Kyle Fuller. What's up with him? I know he was supposed to get traded or something, but. Not sure, man. I, I really don't playing. know. But anyway. I haven't gotten to the politics of it. Yeah. yeah. Your thoughts on Pat, man. I love the kid, man. Um, I feel like if you wanted like a quick synopsis on his game, he's digs without the casino. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Diggs is the gambler. Uh, he can do everything Diggs does. They have a state. They both played in the same system. Same system. Have a, have similar. Same build. Uh, same tenacity. They both will hit you. They're both very, very competitive guys. It's just that. Um, he's not riverboat gambling as much as uh, Diggs is. And maybe that's because he doesn't have the team around him to to give him the freedom to do so. But uh, he's he's a very dangerous corner. I like Patrick Sertain. Uh, and the way they use him, they, they have him mirroring guys, you know, most of the game. So I'm not sure who they'll do that. I don't think they'll do that at all this week because it doesn't matter who he's lined up against this week. They're all – all of our receivers are pretty dangerous. But – um. He'll have his hands full, but I, I think he's a he's a great corner and like you said, a rising star in this league for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you wanted a quick synopsis on this game, he's a lot like Diggs in the way he plays. It's just he's not as uh, well. A lot of corner corners are as much of a risk taker as he is anyway. But, he wasn't uh, a risk taker in college, not at all. He's solid, you know. And even when him and Diggs was out there, he was the guy that like when he manned that side of the field. He was the guy like, all right, let's stay away from there. He's solid. Diggs, you would take your chances with. Because you know you can you can catch him out of position if he's looking at something if he's you know looking into the the wrong uh, keys at one point in time or whatever. I, I tell you something, it gives me and this is very early and I don't want to do this to to pass or taint. Kind of gives me a little bit of Byron Jones vibes in that you know you're not afraid to go over there because for interception reasons. Right. Excuse me, but 
you may oh, not no, complete will. it. Oh, he he ain't Byron Jones when it comes to the interceptions, though. He will take it to the house when you keep playing with this him. year. Is that's why I said it's early as hell. It's, yeah. it's very early because I, and I'm not trying to tag him, but so far this year he hasn't been risky. So it's yeah. like you, hey, yes, certains on Cooper, you want to avoid him? Nah, bro. Like I'm no. not. I'm I'm going to go there. Is what I'm getting at. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, you're going to go Certain at him. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of work. You're going to avoid him. I saw, nah, I'm going to go I, at. That's all you got to say. You saw Lamar Jackson throwing slants on underneath him all day. Like Lamar Jackson was throwing right at Certain. So uh, hit him with that slug until he shows time. on film that you can't play with him in a certain look then you're going to see that all day. That's any rookie, though. Rookie, They're exactly. going to get every – they're going to run every scenario at them to see what they can and can't handle. And then once you start showing things that you have a grasp on on film, they stop doing those things till you encounter it or do something else. So until he shows that he's able to stop that underneath stuff, we're going to be picking on him anyway. Drag routes, dig routes, in-breaking routes, he's been having trouble with that. But over the top, he's been, he's been solid. I will say this. If Cooper Rush is playing – I might, I might be like, hold on, Playboy. Let's go ahead and attack this other dude. <laughs> Play action. <laughs> because Coop, Coop, Coop had me pulling out my imaginary hair in the first half, man, with some right. of those in, down, in the middle throws, those slants. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Right. Uh, but, you know, he got some confidence, so maybe he'll, he'll be a little better next week. And I kind of want to ask you about that. What, what should we do in this situation? But before I do that, uh, is the actual Bill Bates – Okay, no, because Bill Bates is in the comments section of Koye. Yeah, I but I don't it. know if it's the actual Bill Bates until I just read this. He says, "Glad to and hear I think that guy." Just saying it. Yeah, yeah, Bill Bates is my favorite player of all time. Okay, because that Bill Bates be number forty used to run down and yeah. knock the dog shit out of anything moving, man. Yeah. One of my him and uh him and Scott Case. I always had this joke. Uh, they tried to do it with, with Matt uh, Johnson, but him, Scott Case, and Heath are my three uh, uh great white hopes at safety. Man. Safety. I, I lo- <laughs> Oh, yeah. Charlie Waters, man. Bill, Bill Bates and knock your head off. I'm talking about from, Cal, yeah, from the yeah. Cowboys. I don't know Charlie Waters. Well, that's so old. Played. I know. I brought that out. That's yeah. like, I think, 70. That's like why seven. I call you my old head. You're like, <laughs> like, what, 47? That's why I said that one They time. think I'm 47 in this damn chat, <laughs> <I know>. man. <laughs> I'm going to keep that trend going. Because that just make you look better. Like, you just like, damn, like, he's 47 <laughs> and look like he's 27. Damn. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Bill Bates, Scott Case would knock your head off, and Heath would knock your head off, man. But I love yeah. Bill Bates. You're right. Yeah, I was I was hoping that that the, they called him the unicorn, but it was for a joke. But Matt Johnson would have been that guy, man. He has some yeah. talent. Injuries got to him. Yeah, uh, but no case. So, so that's not the real Bill Bates. No. Uh, real funny story. Uh, I met Charles Haley last week for the first time before I met up with Watson and um and and uh, Law. And let's just say, y'all, I've experienced the Charlie Haley experience. The stories and all that stuff. I'm pretty vicious too, bro. He yeah. wild. He a wild guy, dude. He a, he a, he's wild. He talk a lot of trash. Man, I was in the pro shop, and and this dude was just what I mean. But he was wilding with the with the fans in there. He was wilding with the the uh, workers in there. And I'm like, do I even want to approach him, bro? Because he might, he might think I'm. But nah, he cool. I approached him. I asked him for a mm-hmm. photograph or whatnot. He gave me one. But uh, good dude. But I definitely had a, a slight experience of Charles Charles Haley. So just wanted to How share was that, it? man. What? He's cra- he's crazy. He really is crazy. So I can only imagine how crazy yeah, he was. Yeah, snapping, man. Those yeah. locker rooms had to be classic because I remember one one uh argument, I think somebody got stabbed in their locker room, man. It was, it was Michael Irvin Michael arguing Irvin, with, yeah. with somebody yeah, and somebody really... ended I don't remember which guy ended up stabbed, but it was Michael Irvin arguing mean... with that might have been in college. I don't know, but Michael no, Irvin was, was arguing it was in with the league, a, bro. 
Yeah, he was arguing with somebody who was getting their hair cut, and somebody wound up cut, you know, literally. You know, oh, so it's, that it's locker a, room had to be crazy. I mean, you got Dion, Michael Irvin in the same locker room. Yeah. You know, that's that's I'm gonna wild. keep it a bean. The nineties Cowboys are lucky social media did not exist. <laughs> For what, yeah, what we wouldn't have survived that. They was the real <laughs> cocaine cowboys. I was about to say the same thing. I said cocaine cowboys. That they probably thought they was talking about their documentary when that movie came out. Like, they, uh, are they talking bro. about ninety five cowboys? No. Uh, th- th- matter of fact, and this is something we could talk about off air. But I know you've seen the original first cocaine cowboys. They just came out with a second one with Willie Falcone. A word. Uh, yeah, bro. Nah, that that one dope. That. that one's good. Um, yeah, I, I, I knew about Willie Falcone because my stepdad. But I ain't know. I didn't know during the same time things was popping off in the eighties with uh, the original Cocaine Cowboys. Them boys was doing their thing too. But check right. that out. I think it's on. I think it's on Netflix. We living in the eighties again. This is this is the eighties all over again, man. Well, time always repeats itself. You know. Well, I'm you hoping it's the nineties. A lot, of, a lot, a lot of you know. It's the eighties right now. This is like a lot of metro situations going on, and then a lot of uh, um. Just wild, the wildness when it comes to drugs. Wild it's just West. the drug of choice ain't coke no more. It's like everybody on fentanyl and uh, opioids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's well, sports-wise, Akoye, I'm hoping it's the 90s because my, my <laughs> oh, brain. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> talk about real life. <laughs> talk about the damn drug. <laughs> They're like, Akoye, load his gun. What is going on? <laughs> Vach probably at the crib right now. Load up his <laughs> You thought we was all there. You know uh, I got PTSD, man. It's like, got, like, what is the cool you talking about? No, but oh, the reason man. why I hope it's the 90s, because look, my, the Braves won the World Series. And the last right. time the Braves won the World Series, the Cowboys were at the top. And the Cowboys are sixty-one or 6-1 and one right now with a chance, and not in my opinion, to be a part of the Super Bowl conversation, man. They're Perfect. absolutely in the Super Bowl conversation. It's it's definitely not um, something to shy away from at this point. I know a lot of people feel like, oh, man, don't say it. Yeah. You know, it's a jinx. But yeah, my, my girl, Jane Slater, tried to tell us to be quiet. I was like, Jane, oh, no, 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 what, are no. We, what, what are we supposed to do? You're 6-1, and you're playing like this. Are we not supposed to act like this team can't get there? Like, Yeah, you're supposed to act You're supposed to act the part. And the reason I say more so than, than anything else that we can say that with confidence we're beating the teams that we should beat handedly. Handedly. Uh, yeah, we're whooping their ass. Uh, we, the way we played the Super Bowl contenders that were bringing back all of their starters uh, and same coaches too, uh, and they're still playing just as well as they were playing. They're not having a Super Bowl slump. So the way we played them, I think we really beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if you look at the oh, yeah. on paper, on the stats. We, we won the turnover battle. We lost the penalty battle for real, for real, and uh, we missed – Two kicks, so extra point in a uh, four a, points a, left on the field in a two point game. Exa- very, very winnable. So for us to so for us to say that we could win a Super Bowl is not out of the question. But that's not even the reason. We are deep. We've been missing players via COVID, injury, or Suspension, what have you. Whatever. New guys just put, jumping in and playing at that level, showing that the coaching is now starting to permeate through the through the locker room. We're not just relying on talent, and that's when you know you don't really know if your coaches are anything if they're relying on talent. When you have guys like Curse leading your defense now, and we thought he was coming in to be a special team or no, yeah. no name guy. When you have guys like Casey, who's like, okay, he was cool in Atlanta, but who the hell is Casey coming in? And now you don't even ask that question anymore. You know, what I mean, even when he makes some bonehead plays, you're like, it's cool because you know most of the time he's, he's solid, reliable, he's solid. Exactly. You got guys like Hooker. Who we don't even talk about. 
Hooker's a, Hooker's a first round talent. We don't even mention his name that often. He's just a good fill in role playing guy for us right now. You know what I mean? So we're deep at every position. There's position battle and and conversation. One of the main arguments Vach is having right now with most people is like, should Terrence Steele, who's playing lights out, sit down for another lights out play left or right tackle? That's the Should look. That's the Connor drama Williams, in Dallas. Who's playing good, sit down for Connor McGovern, who's also good. You know what I mean? It's like right. that's the conversations we're having, you. which is who who should kick the other one off the off the practice squad to to get playing time, or off to the practice squad to get playing time. That's really the conversation we're having. You know, that's good you know, point. we got you got guys like LV, who's a first round pick, who is one of the weaker guys on our defense. Who uh, two years ago people would be saying like. You know, he's one of our better players, and he's was, like, yeah. he's just a guy right now. You know what I mean? So, and no disrespect to him. That's just the, the it is what it is right now. raised around him is that. So, to say that that can't win a Super Bowl would be, you know, that would be lying. It would be lying. Hey, you, you, you could win the Super Bowl. I think we could beat anyone. Now, we have to go out and do it. I do. And we have the coaching staff that's been there, which is different as well. We're not, we don't have a coaching staff that's trying to figure out how to win. They know how to win. Both Dan Quinn has done it at, at a high level, and Mike has done it. Uh, then you got guys behind those guys, Al Harris, who's been in big games as a player, who understands this this uh, this this position that that we're in going into the playoffs. He's made. I remember he made a couple walk off uh, pick six interceptions in the playoffs let's, against Seattle one year. I mean, he was they they are those guys, man. So coaching wise, he, let's let's name Joe Witt Jr. too. Joe, oh, and Joe Philbin. And Philbin. If you like the they, way the offensive line They've playing, all you been there Philbin. with McCarthy. There you go. You know, so, yeah, let's – listen, Aiden Durday, another guy with with uh, with uh, Dan Quinn. So, the, this coaching staff is, is come together better than last year. I, I think, you know, bringing in friends, it didn't work out. But this coaching staff has come together, and they got a shot, man. They got a shot. You, you brought up Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. You know, Dak Prescott, uh, he, he's expected to play if everything goes well. Mm. But do you sit him, Okoye, this week if he's not 100%? If he's 90%, do you still play him? Or you say you feel confident in Cooper Rush, your defense, the Denver Broncos are not a major threat? Um, or do you say I ain't taking no team lightly if Dak is at least 90% and run him out there? And that's 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 where you, you said it because that's where the fence is. Um mm-hmm. I believe in Parcells' philosophy, man. You can't protect a player. You know, you got to let him play. Uh, so I would let Dak play if he's ready to play, period. You know, I remember Peyton Manning having, like, tore up ankles, wrapping him tight in a messed up neck uh, in the end of his career in Denver. And he would just drag himself out there and play ball. And it's just the offensive line's job to make sure he's still standing up right at the end of the day. But um, I think you play Dak because to let up that that's your mentality. Like to let up now is saying, you know, you, you have fear in your heart mm-hmm. and you let up now. You'll let up later. Uh, so it's like like uh, Parcells used to say, said, uh, if you start talking about retirement, you already have. And if you start talking like you want to protect these players, you've already taken kind of the edge off. So I think the way Dak is, Dak wants to play. He came out and warmed up last week, didn't have to. And he could have – last week was the game that we set him for that reason. He could have played last week. He was fine enough to play. Uh, he warmed up great. Uh, we set him for that reason. So to to sit him now, it would only be if he has a setback. If he doesn't look right for whatever reason in practice this week or he has a setback during the pregame warm-up, then I think you sit him for the next two weeks if that's the case. 
if he has a setback. If I'm he doesn't, real. you let him play. I'm I'm closing my whenever they ask uh coach about Dak, I'm closing my ears. Because they're so good right now with tricking every goddamn body. They're tricking the opposing team. They're tricking the media. They're tricking the fans. I'm just going to wait till Sunday. And if he plays, awesome. Right? Like, that's I think we win this game handedly. Um, But what last week did, what Sunday night's game did for me, and it should have done for a lot of Cowboys Nation, is it gives you confidence if he doesn't play. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, some people did have that confidence in Cooper Rush, and I commend you guys for having that blind optimism. I didn't because I just didn't see anything from Cooper. I said, show me. Right. Like now he's shown me and now I can right. say, OK, he second half, he picked himself up because I, that's a lot. The first half, he played terrible to come out in the second half and not really lose the game for your team and, and not come out too wide eye and then respond in that in that uh, last drive. That has and to he give lost you a turnover battle. Lost a turnover battle. Turnover. Lost both of your ta- didn't have both of your tackles out there. Granted, Steele is basically your tackle now. Seems like um, I got to give Cooper a lot of credit, and that gives me confidence moving forward. No Von Miller, so you know that helps. Another thing is Cooper Rush never got to play with the ones anyway. Ones. He was always playing in the preseason, so you never got a real sample of what he can do. Uh, and, and, I mean. It, if you throw yeah. anybody behind those 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 uh even those though, linemen that are trying to make the team, they'll get killed. Even though that, that is the case. Going into that game, I said I believe that the Cowboys can win one or two games with Cooper Rush in a certain mm-hmm. spot. I did mm-hmm. believe that. This is the this is the spot. I didn't and, think and that was the spot. That's what I wanted to get at. This is I, the spot this right is here. This is the spot right? where I would say, yeah, he could probably win these. Right. Games, at home, yeah. I would thought maybe gets a bad team, but I didn't think on the road against that kind of defense with those players, Mike Zimmer. And, and to be honest, it was a 13-16 to 16 game until 50 seconds. So right. it kind of played out that way, except, except for he finished the game. Right. Um, so, you know, I was worried about that spot. But if Cooper were to play this week, I'm, I'm not worried about the spot. Yeah, I think we're going we, we gonna to blow it open. Um, we're going to blow it open on the ground, period. I think that's going to kill it, you know what I mean? Yeah, Stephen White said, I'm afraid to wash my Rush jersey. Listen, I, I've been super, super superstitious this year. I ain't going to hold you. I'm very superstitious. But, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like if I sit in a certain way, if I do a certain thing, we <laughs> go win the Super Bowl or some crazy stuff. That's the fandom in me. That's the fandom. This, this dude, uh, Dallas, since you want your time to shine, Dallas Cowboys 365 says, I'm a clown because I said Dak sucks oh, and wasn't the guy. Listen, he wasn't the guy he is today, just like any other player. Whatever I see on film is what I talk about. You know, in, yeah, in the Cowboys, current era. 365, so, let's not do that. Right. So on film, when Dak was performing on subpar, I'm going to say it. And on film now for the last two years, he hasn't been. So if he goes back to that again next year, I will say it again because I'm about this team, period. So, um, I mean, I take that in stride, but I'm just giving you your time to shine. Got, because nah, I a lot of there's no flip-flop in me when it comes to players or none of that. Like, I'm a Cowboy fan through and through. So when you're playing well, I'm going to say it. When you're playing bad, I'm going to say it. And and sometimes that's very unpopular. I got to say what I have to say, though. Yeah, let's not you know do that, I mean? Cowboys Nation. It, yeah. it, it, first of all, Koye is the furthest thing from a clown, okay? <laughs> number one. Number two. You Like, do what you do. Go ahead. Number two, we all have opinions on certain players at that time. But like I like to say, yesterday's price is not today's price. And that applies to footballs. You know, a player may be playing a certain way and he can improve. And uh, Koye's opinion in Same 2017. Same conversation with, with, with LVE right now. LVE's yeah. been playing better. AB for me. <laughs> AB too. Oh, you already know AB. I, I call AB uh, Mr. Almost when I first yeah. came out with him. Like when he first came out after his first uh, second season, I think, 
I did a breakdown on them. But I do what's, you know, you got to stay where your feet are. So whatever's on film in the current moment is what I'm talking about. Not the narratives, not any of that. Oh. If you're putting it on film, and if good, you, bad, or ugly, I'm going to say it. If you listen period. to Quill over the last is Dak. two years, he's praised two or three years, whatever it's been, he's praised Dak Prescott. So let's just, yeah. let's just calm Put down. in the work and developing, man. That's, that's what you're here to do. Yeah. But he wasn't this Dak when he walked in the door. We all know that. See, that's what makes us not the letter networks, okay? The letter mm-hmm. networks will die on this hill all the way to the end because it's going to do what? Have guys like our 365 come in and get the traction and the clicks and the comments and yeah, things like that. Exactly. That's not what we're doing here, man. We, we can right. come on here and say, hey, we were wrong or, hey, this guy got better. Uh, this is how we're going to talk about it. I ate my crow for Dak already, man, but I appreciate the, the, the attention, man. Keep it going, man. 100. Yeah. All right, man. So your final thoughts on this game, man. You ain't got to give a score unless you want to, but how do you think it's going to play out? It depends on who plays at quarterback, so it's kind of hard to give That's a score. True. That's true. Um, I think with Cooper Rush, we're like a plus seven, plus ten type team when it comes to, uh, you know, a minus ten, I'm sorry, uh, when it comes to the Broncos. And with Dak, I think we we take the lid off these guys because he'll come out aggressive trying to fire out early. Um, things to pay attention to is kind of more so where I'm with it, at with it. But score-wise, I will give you, with Dak, 34-17-ish. Uh, with Cooper, let's say 24 24 17 around in that same range. But um, I think either way we win this game. Uh, but things that I want to pay attention to in this game is um, the running game. Like there's on both sides of the ball, because we have two dynamic running backs ourselves that we really didn't have to even talk about in this uh in this uh recording. But um I want to see what Zeke is able to do against these Broncos because I know he has oh, like Oh yeah, I know. I know he has like a bone to pick because he had one of his worst games against the Broncos. Oh, that uh, game was. Oh my god, in uh-huh. Denver. Yeah, yeah. So, rough, so I think he's gonna try to light them up. Um, and then on their side of the ball, I actually like what I see out of Gordon and uh, Javante Williams. So it'll be good to see how well we're able to tackle these guys as opposed to the running backs that we've seen in the past because Javante Williams is hard to bring down. And I'm like, we've been very physical. So if those guys come out of this game not worse for wear, I would be surprised. I think we're going to put some bodies, I'll catch some bodies this week for sure. So I'm excited for this game. Man. I think you, you kind of teased it there, and I'll, I'll finish it here. The the Zeke-Tony Pollard run game, I think, answers this week. The last two weeks, we faced teams that were primarily man, that wanted mm-hmm. to load the box and say mm-hmm. your quarterback's going to have to beat you. Well, Dak Prescott mm-hmm. put up historic numbers against Bill Belichick, the, the, the most – Best offensive, the best offensive day anybody has ever had against Bill Belichick when they try to load the box. Um, against Cooper Rush, that was the obvious move for, for Minnesota on the road. Right. You know, I'm going to load it up, make you beat me, and Cooper couldn't until the end. Um, this week, different story. Remember, we talked about this is kind of a Brandon Staley, and it really shouldn't say Brandon Staley. It's Vic Fangio. But we played mm-hmm. this kind of offense or defense earlier in the year. It's going to be similar. Brandon Staley would not come out of a too high shell. He just won't, y'all. He just won't. Fangio, Fangio will a little bit, but that's, he'll do it post-snap. So That's the Zeke effect, though. Like, Zeke will make you play a different style defense, period, because if you don't load the box, God bless you. That, like, that, Minnesota well, is a too high team, really, but they play in the but, box all game. Yeah, I see, but because that's what they do, too. Like, Zimmer does that. He can do that. Yeah, Staley does, does really. not. Staley was so da- yeah. he was so damn determined to not come into that. It kind of worked a little bit because everything had to matriculate down the field. But on the ground, we just ran it up there. I mean, ran down their throats. So Fangio 
he'll he's going to play back, and then right last minute he may bring a guy down. But I feel like last minute going to be too late. So if you don't load that box right now, the way that the, the alleys that these guys have, they have two-way options sometimes on the ground. Right. You know, Zeke, right. especially with his shiftiness, he can just yeah. go or he can just yeah. bounce it back into, like, the, the, the C-gap, right? And with but, Schultz, Schultz be sealing the back end yes. so well. that you got And, and those the wide receivers lanes. are blocking well. And then you got TP. You know, Cooper was blocking his ass up all year, man. You're right. Yeah, I just think this is going to be a game where the the run game finds itself again. I shouldn't say finds itself. It, it was actually decent against the uh, uh, Patriots, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't explosive, and, and right. it wasn't good against the the Vikings. But it was. It did what it needed to do, and that was just keep the kept game them honest. Right, honest. Yeah. Right. This game here, be it Dak, be it Cooper Rush, I feel like it can be a hundred and fifty yard type of game on the ground and an efficient game in the air, no matter who the quarterback is. But if it's Dak, I mean, you could be looking at a super efficient blowout type of game. Because I don't think if their offense can keep up. And and that's that's the problem. Like, if, if it's Dak out there, Dak will identify when to run, when not to, when to kill a play, when right. not to. He, right. he has that command of the offense. So Dak will take advantage of these guys, for sure. Looking at three six five, you you good now three six five? We cool. I had to put him in timeout a little bit. <laughs> no, don't time him out, man. I, no, 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 always not, not block, not block, not oh, anything. Yeah, yeah. Just a little time yeah. because I, I don't do the. Remember last week I had to get on my guy Montana. I don't do the whole. Yeah, don't call that. people. You don't call us clowns. No, don't, you don't call you, us like, D riders. Like that's different. Like, I'm much. cut different. You you could talk your trash, say what you guys say, but just know I'm gonna come. I'm shooting right back. That's just the way I am, man. Yeah. So it's all good, man. I ain't mad about that. I really ain't. I'm not even playing. All right, y'all, listen, we're going to wrap this thing up because y'all know we can sit here and talk Dallas Cowboys, X's and O's, football for four or five hours if y'all wanted us to. But we're not going to do that. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to make y'all come back. Yeah, we're going to come back next week. Uh, we, we, You want to do this next week? Atlanta Falcons at home? Let's do it. All right, let's do this thing. Let them know where they can find you, Okoye, because you'll be dropping your film sessions actually on the Broncos, right? This is what I'm going to do now, too, because I know this is becoming like haphazard i'm going to take the rest of the the schedule and i'm going to start these earlier okay so that we can have this film work ready when we do these shows because i I missed out last week and i'm missing you again this week but i definitely am dropping film today on the on the denver broncos and i'll be dropping the the uh the post game film on the vikings as well i both of them are done i just have to do the voiceovers for them but uh yeah, so next week I'll I'll have Atlanta already teed up. I'll start that now so that's not, you know, last minute with that. But uh yeah, we'll keep doing that, man. And uh you guys can find me at AKOYE Media. Uh look out for it. Shout out to Skywalker still, man. Always been solid and I appreciate Thanks, him bringing me on, man. I damn sure love it here. I love talking football and and you and I love talking it with guys who I consider my peers who actually do the work and understand what's going on out there at a very high level. So respect that, man. Appreciate you, brother. Really do. And if you do get that film work, you know, done prior to the show, we can go ahead. We can roll it as you talking. So, um, you know, let me know. That's why I said that. Like I'll I'll have, uh, I'll have Atlanta done and teed up and I have the rest of the league that we, the rest of our schedule done early. So I'll rip all of their film now. So I'm not trying to do that the week of, and I already have it just to cut up that week. You know, hey. maybe have to add a customization here or there, but I get how I busy you get, bro. I trust me, it's I crazy, do. man. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you it's work full time, and then you, this is it's, it's, Listen, man. Yeah, I got a, I got a fighter fighting on the twenty seventh, and you a too, trainer. So. Yeah, for those yeah, that don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I got a guy fighting on the twenty seventh. So we in camp uh, every day at like five thirty. I'm in the gym, so it's taking a lot of my film time away from me because that's why I like to sit on the couch and do my film work. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm on it during the daytime now, man. Daytime with a flashlight, I'm on it. So yeah, I got <laughs> you. Appreciate you inviting me on, man. Hey, Appreciate 
everybody out there that support what we do, man. And uh, just keep watching because we're going to keep growing. That's right. Keep watching and make sure you guys head on over. I did, just dropped an article. Shout out to my guy, Tony Ioso, on a com slash Dallas. Check out all the articles we dropped there. And then later tonight, Mauricio Rodriguez will be here on a Sports Dallas for A to Z Sports Prime Time. Hit this button. Because if I don't hit that button, we're going to keep going, bro. Appreciate you. All the super chats. All the comments. We didn't get the phone lines popping today. But that's because we got the guest here. We got to be respectful. Tomorrow, make sure y'all tune in. In the morning, 8 a.m.-ish. It's Feel Good Friday. I might drop some uh, mailbag stuff. So stay tuned for that, y'all. I'll check you out tomorrow. Appreciate you, Koye. Peace. Peace. I won't make-